0: welcome to the ignorance project today I'm very excited about having I always like pause at this point because I knew you in college but you were older I don't know if you knew me (laughs) someone I went to college with
1: Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah Eric Adams so Eric if you want to go ahead and just start by talking about what you do and your background
1: sure Um, Thanks for having me, Shireen. Uh, My name is Eric Adams. As uh, Shireen introduced me, um, I am an attorney. I practice in the state of California. Um, I practice in the areas of criminal defense and estate planning. Uh, So, on the criminal defense side, I defend individuals charged with crimes um, from petty theft all the way to homicides Mm -hmm. and then from uh, on estate planning, uh, I help clients determine their life and legacy by carving out um, their transition of their wealth to their loved ones and other entities that they may desire their wealth to be transferred to. Um, we do that through a variety of instruments. Uh, most common is the revocable living trust. Uh, we also do it through wills, and then we plan for incapacity as well. So. Um, that's what I do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, I am a Los Angeles native, so I'm back home practicing. I opened my own firm a little less than two years ago, mm-hmm. so uh, I've been practicing. I've been practicing for ten years as an attorney. Um, oh wow,
0: I, it's, been
1: um, okay. it's been that long. That <laughs> long. Uh, March March 2013 is when mm-hmm. I got my license. So wow. March 2023, I hit ten years.
0: That's awesome. So I have a few questions for you. Um, One of the things that I like to ask people that graduated from HBCU specifically is a little bit about why you decided to choose an HBCU and also what was the journey that brought you towards deciding to be a lawyer?
1: So it's interesting. um, You know, growing up in LA, I can't say that I was like dead set on going to an HBCU. Mm But um, from my high school experience, I ended up going to a historically black boarding school, uh, Pine Forge Academy in Pennsylvania. And that school is essentially like a feeder school to Oakwood. Yeah. So, you know, I I looked at some other options for sure, got into some other schools. But um, ultimately, I felt that you know, I wanted to be in an environment that would support my spiritual growth mm-hmm. as well as my educational growth. And I felt like Oakland was the best fit for that. Um, in retrospect, I love the fact that I went to an HBCU. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm extremely proud of my educational experience. And I think that um, HBCUs really gave me the ability to thrive as an adult. Right. Um, that I don't know that I would have had because I just feel like, you know, at Oakwood, you're kind of like, it's kind of sink or swim a little bit, you know? So, (laughs) and if you got it in you, you start swimming. And and so, you know, that's what I did. And that's what a lot of my friends did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why I think the school produces a lot of successful um, professionals or, you know, in in multiple capacities. Mm -hmm. Thank
0: you. So criminal defense, because that is a very... I don't want to say unique, but when I think about criminal defense, I think about law and order, right? <laughs> so what made you decide to go into criminal defense?
1: Sure. Um, so when I was in high school, my, my father uh, used to, so I got in a really big you know um really a really big trouble at school mm-hmm. and um i was like grounded for an entire summer and oh, wow. so one of the books <laughs> that, so all i had were like books which right. like you know kind of started my my lo- i had already loved to read but it kind of like helped you know so i read a book the autobiography of Malcolm X uh Excellent. it really yes um yeah. it, it really just uh, changed the way that I think, you know, in terms of, and it, it inspired me to want to help my people and be of service, you know. And so, uh, when I was in in at Oakwood, I was studying finance. It was right around the time when the economy collapsed, so there were no job prospects, and so I started looking at opportunities. And I decided I wanted to go to law school. And when I was in law school, um, I got an internship at the Georgia Innocence Project, where we helped. Um, find evidence to um, o- reopen investigations to individuals who may have been unjustly um, convicted of a crime. Mm-hmm. Then I came across a book, um, The New Jim Crow mm-hmm. by Michelle Alexander. And I read that book and I was like, oh, I know exactly what this I want to do.
0: <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, kudos to you. I think that's very rewarding work. And mm-hmm. thank you for doing it. Um, for sure. But that's not what I wanted to talk to you about today. That was just me being kind of nosy and curious. I wanted to talk to you today about estate planning. And the reason that I wanted to talk to you about that is um, there is this little show, Insecure. I don't know if you've heard of it.
1: Of course. (laughs) Of course.
0: One of the episodes of Insecure really tackles the lack of conversations that happen in the Black community specifically around estate planning and what happens when your parents get sick and they pass or even when you get sick or, you know, when things are not in order. So Mm -hmm. I know for me, after I saw that episode, um, about a year later, I ended up purchasing a house and I said, you know what, I need a will because I don't want something to happen to me and the government gets my money.
1: Sure.
0: So my first question for you around estate planning is what made you pull that focus into your firm?
1: Yes, that's a great question. So um, we are right now in the greatest transfer of wealth mm-hmm. this country has ever seen. Hmm. Um, CNBC uh, produced an article last year that talked about baby boomers um, would be leaving some estimated $68 trillion, um, or transferring $68 trillion to their loved ones or individuals you know, coming behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed as well that there was a lot of talk about creating generational wealth. But one of the critical components of creating generational wealth is learning how to transfer that wealth to your loved ones. And I noticed that there was a lack of knowledge there. So I just took it upon myself to say, hey, let me look into this and learn more about it. And so I started studying. Um, how to create great estate plans, the tools that are available. Mm-hmm. And it was again, like similar to my inspiration in going into criminal law. This was also my inspiration in going into estate planning because I knew that it was something that my people could benefit from and then any, all people could benefit from uh, because. You know, knowing what to do and how your wealth and how your legacy is going to transfer, I right. think is critically important, um, especially considering the time that we're in with the generational uh, transfer of wealth.
0: Right. And when I look at, because you mentioned CNBC, <clears throat> it's really interesting to see how the pandemic positively impacted the Black community and that more of us were able to purchase houses because of the lower interest rates, right? So I'm one of the people that benefited from that. Um, And with that, I know, just personally, I've had conversations with my family, my parents, and I've always been kind of obsessed with like, what happens when you guys get older? (laughs) Mm -hmm. There are two of us, you know, my parents both come from big families, my dad's one of 10, my mom's one of six. So they have like, A network of people to help take care of their parents once they get older but for me Mm -hmm. it's me and my brother and I've always thought how are we gonna handle this and they get Mm -hmm. really annoyed with me like oh my gosh Rain, like you're really extra calm down right but it's a big concern for me so for me trying to have that conversation with them probably because I've been so obsessed about this for so long like since I started Mm -hmm. working I've been like we need to figure out like what happens when you guys retire? And they're like, we've got it handled, but I want to understand. So yeah. for you, what would be a recommendation that you have to people like me trying to have those conversations with their their parents?
1: Um, I, I think what you're doing is definitely good. You know, it's it, it's tough because, you know, growing up, like, my grandmother for instance like my dad learned from some coworkers and things like that that all of them had insurance policies okay. out on their parents you know and so my dad tried to initiate that conversation with his mom yeah. and she was just like are you trying to kill me off like what's <laughs> yeah. going on you know right. like so I, I think that having those conversations and initiating them is to the start to um really getting um our parents and just those around us to see that you know we we know that it's inevitable that we are going to pass away. You know, um it's an unfortunate fact of life. And so I think that um characterizing it or shaping it in the in in the sense of like, you know them sort of extending their duty as parents or their desire as parents to mm-hmm. ensure that their kids are taken care of or that their grandchildren are taken care of, I think is a good way to to contextualize the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you everybody's different, you know, but the reality of the situation is um, everybody has an estate plan mm-hmm. And I say that, you know, and I mean that in all sincerity, it's either you define your estate plan or the government defines it for you, right? And so um, do you really want the government to determine who gets what, how it gets there? And do you want to pay the government to see that it gets there? Or do you want to go ahead, take the time, set aside your own plan, give it to who you want to give it to, whether you want to give it to a charitable entity or you want to give it to your kids or maybe, you know, you have young kids, and so you want to make sure that the money is there for when your kids are older, mm-hmm. that they can access it, um, you know, considering that they've reached a certain age or they've graduated from college or things like that, you know. And so I think that talking about those benefits of what estate planning can do are really critical to getting our parents to really have those conversations and at least put something in place even if they don't want to talk to you about it right at the outset
0: okay thank you that's a good point and um I know initially a lot of times unfortunately I have this tunnel vision of like okay black and white black and white but there are other minority communities of course marginalized community, communities of course and When you look at the Americans that don't have a will, Hispanics actually top that list, following Blacks, English-speaking Asians, and then ending with whites. So it's just interesting to see how much marginalized communities just don't move forward with having these types of conversations. And I do think that it can kind of seem a little bit gruesome (laughs) to to our um, parents and grandparents to even bring these topics up
1: for sure mm-hmm. yeah i mean it 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 can it's it's interesting too because a lot of people think that maybe they don't have you know maybe the assets or the net worth to mm-hmm. warrant creating a an estate plan but um i can assure you they absolutely do most times and if you have at least just a house um one thing it can be um beneficial to create a trust even as opposed to a will um really okay yeah, because with the will, uh, you still have to go through a, a court process called probate mm-hmm. in order to um, enact the transfer or ensure the transfer of the assets to your loved ones or uh, who the will uh, uh, leaves it for. Right. With a with a with a trust you avoid probate, you can avoid the court process. Mm-hmm. And so you can set it up to where your assets are transferred outside of the court, which means that in, in a place like California, I'll give you an example, I um, handled a probate for a client. And her his mother had a home that was about $750,000 in, in worth. And it it costs about $20,000 to get that house to my client where with a, with a trust, it would have been much cheaper and Mm -hmm. much less expensive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's something to consider as well. Sorry for the (laughs) background noise.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. So at what point would you recommend that someone starts to move forward with reaching out to an estate planner?
1: Um, I think that there are, you know, different areas of life or different stages of life that call for it. Um, I think anytime that you have assets that, um, that would need like titled assets that would really need to be transferred, um, it's never a bad time to do so. So if you have a house, um, mainly for like your, you know, certain things like your bank accounts that have beneficiary designations, life insurance and things like that, Mm -hmm. you can typically avoid probate if you designate your beneficiaries. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think something like a trust will give more meat or more context to how those assets are distributed. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely think, you know, a lot of people think that they have to be older or, you know, kind of facing, you know, towards the end of of their life, but I don't think that that's necessarily true. Um, One of the things that we, do as an estate planner is determine how your kids are taken care of if you have young kids mm. you know and so you know some people might might think that oh I I, I had a, a godparent ceremony and so you know everyone knows that <laughs> something happens to you, so, you know that's not <laughs> god right. godparent ceremonies are not legally binding you know (laughs) you would have to get a guardianship plan um together naming who you would like to take over your minority kids Mm -hmm. and who you would like to not only take physical custody but take custody of of their estate because most kids and i know Mm -hmm. in california and i would imagine most states they cannot just inherit money as a minor. It has to be set up in, in, a, in an estate so that they can draw from it at some point when they're older. Mm-hmm. And so um, if you're a young family um, with kids, uh, that's definitely, it's always a good time to plan for incapacity and plan for uh, um, you know a premature death because you just never know what will happen.
0: Thanks for saying that. And how does it work if the, um, the parents are no longer together?
1: Uh, it's still, you know, it, it's, it you can still carve out an estate plan. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, most estate plans you, we do single. So if it's, you know, if it's, um, not most, but we do have estate plans for single individuals mm-hmm. and then you can do estate plans that encompass the marriage as well, um, you know, with the marriages too, sometimes things can be, you know, a little tricky, um, sometimes couples may not understand this but you know when an estate planner is dealing with both people they're both entitled to you know attorney client privilege and to um, full transparency and so right. if you know one person has like a kid on the side or something that they want to provide for it might right. get disclosed in the estate planning process you mm-hmm. know so, or it will get disclosed you know in in in, in most contexts but um yeah, I mean, there's 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 opportunities in planning for, you know, all different walks of life, uh, all different stages and, okay. and, and relationship statuses.
0: Well, thank you. That's all very good to know. So how can people reach you if they're interested in moving forward with estate planning?
1: Yes. Um, if or if you, they need
0: a criminal defense attorney.
1: Or if they, <laughs> or yeah. they need a criminal defense attorney. Yeah. Um, my website is ericadamslaw.com. Mm-hmm ericadamslaw.com you can fill out a contact us form on the website that will come directly to me Uh, you can also and if you go to uh, you know the website you have my number um, my email all of those things Um, I am very accessible so uh, feel free if you're in California or if you just have general questions about estate planning I'm happy to answer where I can
0: Okay. Thank you so much for taking time to speak with me today. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. I hope you leave feeling enlightened.